Hi, everyone. Welcome to Brand Boutique Elite. This is Farhana Cannon, and I have a very special guest, Michelle Dewsbury, here with us today. Thank you for joining, Michelle. Thank you. I'm super excited to share my story on your platform, and I haven't seen you forever, so it's so awesome to see you. <laughs> I know. I mean, we did kind of good doing our um, push-up challenge together and getting on um, social media to connect a little bit. And I have a <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, 22 days. That was awesome. 22 days, 22 push-ups in 22 days. You, me, and Melanie. It was it was great. And then a bunch of other women joined us as well, which was cool. Yeah, I felt like I was getting stronger with you know the 22 push-ups a day. I mean, I know for many people that doesn't seem like a super ton, but you know, I was getting stronger. Yeah, no, it was. I was getting stronger as well. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> So Michelle Jusri um, is a breakthrough specialist, and she's also the founder of Unsilenced Voices. And she has a very unique story, and she really is committed to supporting people getting through you know, any areas of their life where they might need some support. And I know many of us you know, get to that place, and um, so I'll have Michelle share her story in a second. But I want to tell you guys about how we met. Um, we were both speaking at an event and we instantly became friends and, you know, we hung out after and went to dinner and, you know, went out after and we instantly bonded and Michelle had posted a couple of photos. You know, we have traveled around, you know, the Caribbean and Mexico and the States together. And there was a couple of post, uh, pictures that she had posted and my dad was actually going through my Facebook being like, hmm, this name, Jewsbury, that's uh that's an interesting name. And it comes to find out that my dad and her dad were actually in the army together and they were actually really good friends. And so it was really cool and interesting that you know our dads were great friends and now we're great friends. Yeah, no, it's it's freaking awesome. And it, it was kind of a, a shock, you know, because my dad is not with us any longer. And my, my father passed away about, um, I want to say six years ago now. It's been a long time. And it was it was kind of by happenstance. And, and Farhana's father was like, hey, will you tell Michelle that I know Bill or that I knew Bill? And it, it was it was just wonderful. It was a, a wonderful, um, mysterious, thing that happened that, that brought us closer together. So that was that was pretty great. Yeah. So tell us about, you know, Unsilenced Voices, your nonprofit. You know, a lot of our viewers here might, you know, be interested in starting a nonprofit or, but I'd really like to know your story and like why you started it and, you know, how you got it up and running. Cause now you're in a couple countries and you're supporting women all over the world. Yeah, um, it's it's wonderful, and I feel like I was given this mission, and I had to listen. So a, a little bit about me, I'll kind of start from the beginning. I don't want to take too much time because I know that we'll go back and forth a little bit. Um, so I was born in the 80s to two amazing parents, like Farhana talked about my dad already. My mom was in the picture my whole life, too. My parents were married um, for 35 years until my father died and then my mother died a year and a half ago. And they brought us up, me and my brother, uh, knowing that we could count on our family, knowing that 
family meant everything. Well, uh, we moved around a lot because daddy was military. And um, uh, when I was about 16 years old, my mom was working in a restaurant and I was like, I want a real job. And so my mom trained me in the restaurant industry. So I worked in the restaurant industry for over, over 15 years, uh, from hostess to server to bartender. Um, and then I just knew that I wanted more. I mean, there's so many people, I talk about this on stages everywhere that, that, you know, we just want more. And at that point in my life, I just wanted more. So I packed up my Saturn for, to the brim, uh, kept all my clothes and shoes and got rid of pretty much everything else and, uh, drove my happy little butt to Hollywood, California to be a movie star. And I love the screen. I love being in front of the camera. Um, I love theater. I love acting. I love um, all that stuff. And it was going really well. And I was producing plays and starring in independent films and commercials. And then I ended up meeting this guy, um, well, reconnecting really, but that's another story. Um, and he swept me off my feet. His name was Paul. And he was blonde hair, blue eyes, really attractive, very successful. And he was an entrepreneur. And I was so attracted to his drive and his vision and what he wanted for his future. And we began dating. Uh, roughly January 2012 was when we started dating. And about four months into that relationship was the first sign of physical violence. And when I say physical violence, he, he had pushed me so hard against a wall that my head ended up bouncing and causing a huge indentation. I say my head went through the wall. It didn't go completely through, but it, um, it really went through. And I remember at that point stepping forward and looking back and thinking to myself, wow, I need to patch this. I didn't think to myself that I need to run away, that this is uh, detrimental to my health, that I was in trouble, just that I need to patch it so people didn't see the hole. Well, I stayed with Paul for four years. And during those four years, I endured psychological manipulation, financial abuse, physical violence, lots of physical violence, and of course, sexual violence. And when I left the relationship, I literally sat in front of my computer and I started documenting what happened to me. And when I started documenting, then I had an aha moment, like, oh my God, holy crap, I can't believe this is me. And I knew that I had to do something. So I ended up writing a 65 minute solo show about my experience called But I Love Him and performed that in 2016, debuted at the Whitefire Solo Fest, and then later on that year in the Hollywood Fringe Festival. And I performed over 13 or 15 different characters, including my abuser, beat myself up on stage. It was very, very intense. But what happened next was what was unbelievable and miraculous. Uh, people started coming up to me, telling me their stories about domestic violence, telling me that uh, they experienced similar things. They were thanking me for speaking up, which encouraged them to speak up as well. And then at that point, I was like, okay, I've got to do something. And then in 2017, I founded Unsilenced Voices, which is a 501c3 nonprofit. Uh, we're based in the US and right now we're working abroad. So we work in Ghana, Sierra Leone, and we just expanded to Rwanda during the pandemic, which is kind of cool. And uh, we are expanding also to the United States. So we're gonna be doing educational seminars and providing education to the community and providing resources to survivors of domestic violence um, all over the US. And that's what we're doing worldwide. And, um, and then I wrote and published my first book, which is the same title as my play in 2019, called But I Love Him, and I'm working on my second 
second one now. And I've been speaking on stages all around the world since. Um, I've been on over 35 virtual summits since March. Um, I've been on probably close to 80 to 100 platforms, whether it's podcasts or uh, speaking on virtual stages or real stages. I actually got stuck in Egypt and Ghana coming home in March, trying to get back into the States because of COVID. So that was pretty interesting, but it's, it's awesome to be able to influence people and use my story to help other people and tell them that, you know, you don't have to stay stuck in your circumstances and you can be a victor and not a victim. So yeah, there's me sure. in a nutshell. <laughs> So what had you create Unsilenced Voices and, and have it start off like supporting people in other countries? And and how did you get that going? Like, I, I feel like I wouldn't even know how to, you know, create a charity and then have it do some things in another country. <laughs> um like I said, I feel like it was a calling. So I was vice president for another nonprofit called Young Vision Africa prior to me starting my own organization. And I traveled to Sierra Leone with that organization to help kids, uh, help kids go to school, give them an education. While I was there, this was the end of my abusive relationship. So right after I had performed my play and I started talking to some of the women about domestic violence in their in their country. Sorry, I got a frog in my throat. And um, while I was there, it was very shocking. Um, I spoke to two different groups of women, elders in the community, and then also college age girls. And it was prevalent everywhere. And every single one of the girls that I spoke to had experienced some type of abuse, whether it was sexual violence, whether it was domestic violence, whatever it is. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have to do something. So when I got back to the United States, I ended up leaving my position with YVA. And I volunteered on Skid Row for about six months at the Downtown Women's Center, volunteering once or twice a week. And I thought I was gonna work there. And lo and behold, it didn't happen. So then I started interviewing with other nonprofits. I flew up to Oakland and interviewed with another nonprofit called Art and Abolition which is an amazing nonprofit that works in uh, Kenya to help kids off the streets who sell themselves for a bag of rice. We're talking human trafficking and sexual abuse. It's, it's pretty bad. But I felt like God's presence was with the organization, but I didn't feel like I was supposed to be there. So I was like, okay, what do I do? So I walk around the next day, the streets of San Francisco, hang out on Pier 39, have my clam chowder and, and uh, my glass of wine and, he sent me a sign and sent me um, a gentleman and we started talking and the guy was like, hey, you need to start your own nonprofit. And I was like, okay, well, it's not the first time I've heard that. So I guess I should listen. And I did all the paperwork and we were 501c3 within the month, which is kind of crazy. And I ended up meeting a guy, a doctor from Ghana here in the United States, here in Los Angeles. And uh, he said, you know, you can, go live in my family home for a little while if you want to bring services to Ghana. And I was like, okay. So two months later, I was, I was in Ghana and I already had connections in Sierra Leone. So that's kind of how we started over there. It's interesting how kind of the, the God energy, you know, whatever you believe in, like kind of if you can open your eyes and see it, the things that were like our callings, the things that are meant to be in our space, 
they come forth. And it's when we take action and like listen to those signs, I think that's when like great things happen. When you're like, you know, creating the space and like manifesting and creating like the possibility of whatever it is, like whether it's your contribution, whether it's, you know, bringing something to your space, but like it's when we like actually listen. And that's pretty cool how, you know, these people and these things just kind of came into your space and you listened and, and you had a calling to do this and, and really make a difference you know, for other people. And it's interesting, you know, I feel like there's so many people, even if it isn't super abusive, I've heard, but I love him, you know, so many times. And it's like, even when the situation's not good, like I've heard so many people say that. And it's, so that's like a great title, but it's so true. And I think that in other countries, there isn't as many resources as like, you know, we definitely have problems in the U.S., but we definitely have a lot more resources. And I think sometimes we're progressive enough to be able to talk about the things that have happened. Um, but what do you see as, you know, what are some resources or what are some signs? Like how do people in the situation right now kind of get out of what they're dealing with? Or how do they acknowledge that this isn't something healthy? Yeah, there's um, a lot of different red flags that you can look for, and I speak about that a lot. And unfortunately, even if you see those red flags, you may not recognize them. And this is what we teach. So I do a lot of private coaching as well, and this is what we help a lot of our clients see and overcome is first you have to recognize what you're going through. And um, I, remember, I remember when I first started dating Paul, he was very possessive. He was um, rude to people around us. He was controlling. He told me what I could and could not do. Um, he started controlling my money very early, started controlling my friends, um, controlling even my vehicle. He ended up telling me that I had an awful car and he wanted to get me a new car. And lo and behold, he eventually did get me a new car that I wasn't allowed to drive because he thought at least this is what he said, that I was unappreciative. So um, in the very beginning, I noticed that uh, he wouldn't really let me speak up for like the orders that I want to order at restaurants. He always had his hand at the small of my back, which is fine. However, it was more of a come here, go there, um, showing me and guiding me where he wanted me to go instead of allowing me to be my own human. And I recognize some of these, but I push them off as fear of being in a relationship, not fear of being in something abusive and detrimental. So red flags are, you know, when they're controlling, when they want to move the relationship too quickly forward, um, when they speak to their peers differently, uh, negative in a negative manner, um, definitely use our resources this day and age, uh, Google, social media, uh, talk to their friends, see what they're posting online. Um, Paul used to make a lot of jokes, uh, a lot of um, negative women jokes, very similar to uh, <clears throat> some people in politics right now. And, you know, I, I could have seen that as 
horrible red flags and I chose not to look at it that way. And the reason I chose, like I said, is I wanted my fairy tale romance to happen. And unfortunately, the fairy tale romance turned into a nightmare in a lot of ways. Uh, but there are red flags, and if you recognize them early, then you can leave and call and 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 leave a lot of the future abuse that could happen to you. So you were saying that you offer different kinds of coaching. You know, what does that look like, and how? You know. Like maybe somebody isn't, you know, fully in an abusive relationship or, but they're just like having some things, maybe some of the red flags that you mentioned. So how do you, you know, support them in your coaching and how do they get in touch with you? And, you know, what are some of like the results that you've seen from like people coming and working with you? Yeah, so right now we have an amazing client. Uh, we're doing our last coaching session uh, today or tomorrow. I, I got to check my calendar. Um, but Jamie R. Wright is uh, a rock star, and uh, I'm, a, I'm her private coach right now, which is great. But she started off at a woman's shelter in Houston during COVID, and now she is speaking on virtual stages. She has um, everything that she needs online, all of her handles. She's writing her first book. And um, she's really being able to express herself and talk about what she's gone through. So she's living an even freer life right now where she doesn't have to worry about the, the fear of being in an abusive relationship or the fear of speaking up because she has us backing her. And it's so important to have people that you care about, that you love, having your back. And she is now family. You know, our clients turn into family. We have a handful of other clients right now that are just working on overcoming a lot of their trauma to have even more success. So we really help monetize your intellectual intelligence. So it's not that you've experienced something horrible, but it's that you can use your experience then to start a movement and help other people. And that's what we're trying to do is help other people start their own movements. I don't care if it's trauma from abuse or if, um, if your passion is plastics or animals or climate change, it doesn't matter. We help you do what it is that you wanna do and turn your horrible experience into something beautiful because you can turn broken pieces into beautiful things. And if you're not yet ready to be coached, we have a 10-week masterclass series that really helps you break through some of the barriers that you're facing. Um, because I, I even remember when I left my abusive relationship, I was stuck emotionally. Didn't know what to do, didn't know uh, how to feel. I was depressed, I was upset, I was blaming myself. So we have a 10 module series that really helps you conquer barriers, elevate your perspective, and we dive into the transformation process. And that transformation process talks about adverse childhood experiences and traumas that we've experienced and how that affects us emotionally and physically later on in life. Uh, being autoimmune disorders, physical and emotional ailments, uh, stresses, chronic pain, chronic fatigue, you name it. So we help you overcome a lot of those challenges. Um, but you, you have to be coachable. 
you know, with anything, you have to be coachable and do the work. Uh, but if you do the work, um, the uh, coaching program is an application process. So we only take about three clients a month for coaching. But for the masterclass, we're filling up our November and December series now. So if you are interested in that, uh, you can contact me at, um, uh, can I give my contact info? <laughs> I didn't even ask. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, you can contact me at michellejewsbury.com. Um, so M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-J-E-W-S-B-U-R-Y.com. But the easiest way, if you're listening in the United States, um, is you can text consultation to 26786. Again, text consultation to 26786. And you can get a member of our team. Most likely it'll be me right now because I'm dealing one-on-one -on -one with a lot of people. Um, and you can book a consult and we can talk about uh, what's best for you. It's consultation? Uh-huh, consultation. C-O-N-S-U-L-T-A-T-I-O-N. Text consultation, yep, to 26786, perfect. Okay, awesome. So people that, you know, I think a lot of times, you know, you have being in community and having a group to share with is super important. But sometimes I think that people don't necessarily want to tell people that they know, you know, what's going on in their life, maybe because they don't want to be judged. They don't want people to think bad about the other person. And so, you know, if you're one of those kinds of people and you feel like there's just something not right, even if it isn't like, you know, huge abuse, if you just feel like something's off, like I definitely suggest to speak with Michelle and, you know, join one of her programs and definitely like get the help that you need. You know, I've spent lots of time with Michelle and I know that she's really committed to, you know, helping people get through whatever they're going through. Um, and she really wants to have people succeed in their lives. And that's awesome. You know, somebody that was living in a homeless shelter, they're now speaking on virtual stages. They're now setting up their business, sharing their story. And that takes something. Like, I feel like when people are so down, it's like, you know, I think as entrepreneurs, like we all go through these moments of like, okay, like, can I do this? And, you know, in the beginning of our businesses, like being overwhelmed or whatever like that. And then they're like, they're take, it takes something like it takes to be like, okay, I'm just going to go do this. I'm going to invest in this thing. That's going to cost me a lot of money. You know, even like coaches, like I've invested thousands and thousands of dollars uh -huh. in coaches and programs and education, you know, just think about everyone that like left college with, you know, how much $200,000 that you oh, yeah. pay to a college and it's like, do you have a business? No, like you're going to work for somebody. And so like when you're working with a coach, yes, you're investing in yourself, just like a college education, but like leaving with tangible goods that are going to take you to that next level. You know, all of the coaches that I've, you know, worked with all of the transformational growth programs that I've attended, all of the educational classes that I've signed up for, all of, you know, all of these things helped me get to where I want to be quicker. And it's given me like a roadmap instead of being like, oh, I'm stuck in this place. Like what's next? Yeah, no, very, very true. Because I've invested 
thousands and thousands of dollars into coaches. Um, but you will only get in return what you invest in yourself. And that's what's very important because if you want big dreams to happen and have an even more successful life, you have to invest in yourself because if you don't, you're going to be doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. And that is the definition of insanity. And, um, you know, I, one of my mentor is Bill Walsh and he is absolutely amazing. He has helped uh, package me and coach me and put me on stages everywhere and given me the confidence that I need to help other people to do the same thing. And because of him, I am where I am. And you know what? Bill Walsh is one of the top 30 business coaches in the world. He isn't cheap, <laughs> you know, by any means, but I am so grateful that I've had him because now I can do the same thing and I implement what he's taught me and help other people to do those same things. So it's super, super important to be able to invest in yourself. Yeah, for sure. Bill Walsh is also my business mentor. And I remember when I first did one of his programs and he said to me, you know, you should speak on stage. You really know what you're talking about and you're likable. And I was like, yeah, I'm not getting up in front of stage and talking to people. Like I'm not doing it. And he goes, well, why do you do what you do? And I said, because I love to help people grow their businesses. And he goes, well, you know that you can do that for to like more people if you get up and talk to more people at once instead of doing one on one. And I was like, yeah, I get that. But like, then I'm going to go up there. Everyone's going to be staring at me. Like, I'm going to feel awkward. And I was talking to my mom about this. And she's like, you know, and I was doing event marketing and digital marketing. Um, and this was 10 years ago. And she's like, you know, you plan and execute at an event. You manage all of the workers. You manage the brand. You go and talk to every single person in the place. It's like hundreds of people that you talk to every night. What what's the difference? And I was like, well, I'm going to be on stage and everyone's going to stare at me. And she's like, no, what? And it, <laughs> I was like, all right, fine. If I can help more people all at once, I'm going to get up there and do that. And so like, there's always these like little barriers that we have, but you know, working with Bill Walsh as like my business coach and, and investing in him, like I got, I'm getting to where I want to go a lot quicker. Like having that mm -hmm. commitment and that, you know, being in that network. Yeah, definitely. And for those people listening, if you're located in Las Vegas, uh, I am going to be doing an event at the Power Team Success Center with Bill Walsh on November 5th. Tickets are free and it's an easy bit.ly link to get tickets to it. So it's bit.ly forward slash power team night. So super easy. I think Frahan is putting that in right now, you guys. But if you are in the Vegas area, make sure to uh, come and hear him, hear me. Uh, we're going to be there from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So again, it's bit.ly forward slash power team night. Perfect. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I definitely suggest taking advantage of all of these like free workshops and really like putting yourself out there. So like everyone has these like uh, limiting beliefs, like, oh, I can't do that because of this. Mm -hmm. Well, really, those are just stories. And I would always say take just my mom says, you know, don't go into your head alone. 
And so that means like whatever your the stories are that like, oh, you can't do this or you're not good enough or, you know, like, how are you going to do this? Like all of those negative things that happen, you know, you just say, okay, thank you for sharing. Now I'm going to go do this thing because I am going to achieve my goal without letting anything hold us back. And if you look at anybody that's successful in the world, it's because of their mindset. Like they're just out there to do it. So if, you know, if you have some areas that like you are like, okay, this isn't working and I need some support, like definitely contact Michelle. If you know that you have a business and that you want to grow, like look at what kinds of coaches out there. You know, I help people create their, their marketing plan and create their structure and their branding and things like that. You know, there's, if you want to become a speaker, you know, connect with Bill Walsh and get on his stages. You know, there's so many different people that you can connect with um, just to kind of grow your business and, and to get out of your own way and not like let anything hold you back. Yeah, and it's so important not to let anything hold you back. And, um, you know, I've experienced a lot of trauma and a lot of people that I talk to have experienced a lot of trauma. And the one thing that we need to realize is that you are not alone. And to try to go through this life alone is idiocracy uh, because we were built for community. We were built to help one another out. And in order to help one another out, you have to speak up. And like Farhana said, I know that sometimes it's, it's difficult to tell your story and share your story. So we often teach, you know, writing exercises first to just be able to get it out on paper. Um, stream of consciousness writing is something that is super, super important and helpful to where, um, it doesn't have to make sense, doesn't have to be complete sentences. You can burn the paper after you're done writing it, but you know, write out what's in your brain. So oftentimes it could go, oh, I need bananas at the grocery store. Oh, I hate him. I'm stuck here. Oh, look, the sky is blue. Like literally it doesn't make any sense whatsoever, but it's getting out your feelings because we teach a five-step process to help people overcome challenges. And one of the steps is elevating your thoughts and expressing your feelings. Because if you don't express your feelings, like I said earlier, it comes out in physical and emotional ailments. So in order to do that, you got to get it out somehow. So if you don't speak up, then make sure you do movement therapy, traditional therapy, or writing exercises. Yeah, for sure. And if you don't take care of, you know, we only get one body. And like Michelle said, like your trauma will manifest itself into physical ailments. And so if you don't let go, release, sort out what that is, it is going to hold you back in so many areas. And it can come through in a physical ailment and you know like we were talking about investing yourself so you know i like to eat healthy foods i will pay for gym memberships i will you know do all of these things because i know that i'll do these transformational growth work so that i can be the best version of me and be healthy like body mind and soul so that like i can live a happy life i can live long i'm not going to hopefully, God willing, like I won't be suffering. And, you know, because I'm taking care of myself, like it, it costs a lot more at the end of the day to cure what's going on rather than to be in a practice of 
being being healing or healing yourself healed yeah exactly exactly and um one of the the main things that that we teach also is having fun because life is meant to have fun and you know i'm in uh Pahrump, nevada at the moment which is about an hour from vegas visiting my uh, aunt and uncle that i haven't seen for a couple of months and you never know how long you have with the people that you love like I said, my mom died about a year and a half ago and my dad died about six years ago. And it's unbelievable how quick life goes. So you don't want to be stuck in a day job every single day doing the same thing over and over again and going home and watching and binging Netflix, even though, you know, there's some great shows like Game of Thrones. I love Game of Thrones, but that's HBO. Um, but you in order to have great success and have even more fun, you have to invest in yourself. You've got to push yourself to the limits. And sometimes that's really scary for people. But we also say, uh, you know, Bill Walsh teaches us faith, family, fun, or family, faith, fun, whatever, uh, whatever one you want to say. But fun is always there. And book your fun first. Because if you don't book your fun, then what is the point of life? And it's so important to, to do that. So it's almost Halloween, you guys, right? So what are we doing for Halloween? Um, I'm in Vegas, so I have some friends coming in and we're gonna go hang out and go to uh, Area 15, which is like this museum and light show and, and hang out and have some fun. You know, and it's it's really important to laugh and laugh out loud, laugh, laugh hard and um, and really spend time with the people that you cherish, your friends and your family. So, yeah, sorry to jump in there. I know it's different than what we're talking about, but fun is uh, fun is so important. And Frahana knows me really well. You know, I, I like to have a cocktail here and there. I like to dance. You know, we uh, we were on boats together. Like we we went to the Caribbean together. I've been to uh, Mexico. I've been to um, uh, Florida. I've been all over the world with Prahana and we have fun, you know, mm -hmm. and, and it's, it's supposed to be like that. Dress up, put on some makeup, make yourself feel good. Um, because you know, you feel different in different pairs of shoes mm -hmm. and it's important to realize which pairs of shoes make you feel good. And if they make you feel good, then put those suckers on. I don't care if you are the best dressed person in the room. So be it. <laughs> yeah, so we definitely have lots of fun all over. You know, when people ask me like what I do for fun, you know, there's a couple things. One is travel, and we've definitely done a lot of that. And then, you know, being a speaker and, and traveling around the world to do my job, but also, you know, travel and have fun there. So I, I combine that into my job. Um, meeting new people like of course like we meet tons of people going all about and like hearing people's stories and connecting like that's super fun for me I love styling photo shoots and I get to do that with my job you know creating like we do brand boards and like playing with colors and pictures and imagery and things like that and so all of the things that I used to do as a child that was fun for me I created as a job that I actually get paid for. And so like what you were saying about people being in their day jobs, being miserable, like what if you guys took like all of the things that you really enjoyed, the contribution that you wanted to put forth in the world and packaged that up into something that you were gonna do every day? 
Yeah, no, it's, and it's so important to remember what your why is. So Frahana brought up a good point. Uh, she, you know, put things together and she puts pictures together and she likes to style people. Well, you can do this at home. You know, take a bunch of magazines, cut out what you want in your life, cut out your dreams, your visions, travel, kids, the things that you want, clothes, shoes, houses, you name it, where you want to go and put those pictures on a board. And that is your dream board, your vision board, and put that on your wall and look at that every single day and ask yourself every day, what am I doing to achieve my goals? And if you are on track to achieve your goals, then it's, it's great. It's, you'll, you'll be energized. You'll be um, uh, happier. So it's, it's super important to, to remember to do that and keep your, keep your dreams and your visions and your why right in front of your face. Yeah, for sure. So I have one fun question that I ask all of my guests. If you could be a super uh, superhero, what would your two superpowers be? Two? Yes, two. Oh. Um, flying. Mm -hmm. That's mine too. And probably uh, reading minds. And the reason why I think is um, oftentimes we have conversations with people and they're surface level, right? And then they don't let us in or they lie. Like I, I've caught a lot of people just lying. Naturally, human beings just do white lies. So it'd be interesting to kind of get in the minds of people. And I think that if I could get in the minds of some of the more horrible people on the planet, then we might be able to help them and um, help their mindset differently. So we could stop a lot of the injustices like rape and domestic violence and human trafficking and abuse and um, some of these horrible things that happen on the planet. So I think that that's, that's what I would do. And then of course, flying, who wouldn't want to fly? <laughs> yeah, so we can travel and get there quicker. Exactly, right, <laughs> yeah. That'd be fun. Then we'd have to teleport all of our luggage, like all of our clothes and shoes. Oh, well then uh, if we could fly, I guess I would want to make sure that I'm super strong too, right? <laughs> all of our luggage. <laughs> I'll like, it'll be like I dream a genie and I'll just blink and be there, but then we'd, we'd fly there. Cause that'd be- Yeah, that's I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to thank you so much for being on and I want to thank everyone for listening in. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast, Brand Boutique Elite, and you can watch our videos on YouTube as well as Facebook. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much, Prahana. Bye.